Welcome to Season 4 of the Law Firm Data Governance Podcast. I'm CJ Anderson, founder of Iron Carrot, the Law Firm Data Governance Specialists. I'm thrilled to have a new season of insights about working with information and data in law firms. Data governance is the key to unlocking your firm's potential. But it's not the only area of data activity that's important for your firm's success. That's why, in this fourth season, I'm delighted to share some of my recent data conversations. My guests this season are thought leaders in their own areas. Each has a unique perspective on the importance of data to law firms. Join us as we talk about capturing, finding, using and governing data in ways that can add meaningful value to the firm's strategy, operational processes and everything in between. This week, I'd like to welcome to the episode uh, Katie Snell and Alice Laird from uh, Howard Kennedy uh, to talk to us about taxonomy and data in law firms. So welcome, Katie and Alice. Thanks, DJ. So let's start with you, Katie. Um, What's your current role and and what can you tell me about your career journey working with data and, and law firms? So my current job title is Knowledge Systems and Information Manager. Um, but that really evolved after first joining the firm as their research librarian. Um, I was brought in to kind of help boost the inquiry service, which is kind of something that came out of the merger of the two smaller firms when Howard Kennedy came into existence. Most of my previous roles have had some touch point with systems, which therefore also involved data in some way. I worked as a services librarian at the Ministry of Justice, which is also where I first had sort of legal research experience. I then moved to the Institute of Chartered Accountants, which was more inquiry service led. But I did once again end up getting involved in library management systems and CRM. Um, and then after that, I decided to join Howard Kennedy because I wanted to go back to legal research. Um, that was my first commercial law firm. But obviously, having got the legal research skills at MOJ and then the business research at ICAW, this current role kind of combined all of my previous roles. Interesting journey in, in and out of, of, of law firms and uh, with that research perspective and, and your, your uh, experiences. How do you think data is viewed in law firms? It's tricky because I've only ever been in the one law firm, so it's hard for me to talk generically. But having said that, I'm part of lots of networks. I've been lots of parts of collaboration groups. I've met lots of people across different firms and had these kinds of conversations. I think the importance is definitely growing. And there seems to be more articles and focus on being data driven. But, you know, how successful they are and how much of it's just buzzwords, I think, is quite difficult. Law firms are traditionally quite secretive, so I'm not sure if you can always get the full story of what's going on in the background. There are definitely people doing it well. I've seen some really great examples of people using things like Power BI to bring data together centrally so it can be analysed. Uh, but I don't think anyone's practiced the issue completely. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't continue to have all these collaboration groups to try and figure out all of these problems. Um, I think there's always an issue of time and resource. Um, Data projects sometimes get pushed aside because they seem too tricky or maybe not as exciting as other things. But, you know, I think it's the foundation of knowledge. Really interesting answer. And and not to forget you, Alice, you're also relatively new to to law firm data. What's your current role and and how did you get there? I've um, been at Howard Kennedy for one year now, and it's the first law firm that I work for. My job title is Information and Metadata Manager, and it's within the knowledge team. It's actually a new Howard Kennedy role to build and implement taxonomy at Howard Kennedy. 
and it's combined with information inquiries and information resources, more traditional kind of library and information role. I qualified as a librarian a long time ago, and my general career path has been in classification, cataloguing, inquiries. But then about eight years ago, I was seconded as project manager to ICAEW, that's the Institute of Chartered Accountants in England and Wales, where I used to work, to a taxonomy project for them, which I'll, I'll talk about in more detail later. Then last year, I moved to Howard Kennedy. I've actually known Katie and I've worked with her in the past at ICAW. The Howard Kennedy role sounded really appealing and interesting to me and combines my interests and previous experience, but was also a great opportunity to start something new and in a new type of working environment. And I had the specific skills and experience required. So, yes, a year ago I moved. That's brilliant. And taxonomy is an an interesting one. Can you just explain a little bit, uh, either of you, about what is a taxonomy and and why law firms need them? I'll kick off on that and then perhaps Katie can continue with some points later. Um, A taxonomy, it's often really difficult to define a taxonomy, so I'll have a shot at it. It's a categorisation system using consistent labels and descriptions for use in labelling content, often used for tagging, and it can often be a hierarchical labelling system. It doesn't need to be. I thought it might be useful to just say a few potential advantages and versatility for using one in a law firm. So just to pick a couple of examples, um, one of the things it can do is... If you have your content well organised and labelled consistently, it can really improve analysis and the understanding of the work a firm does. So, for example, you can see where the law firm's work is efficient and profitable. Another potential use is within a knowledge system. Again, if all the precedents, for example, are really well and accurately labelled, you can use search to locate all the precedents on a wide topic, but you can also home in and find something very specific. And finally, for examples, when it's time for directory submissions, if your cases are well labelled with taxonomies, so for example, maybe um, you need to find some examples for your directory from a particular sector or particular types of work, you can find those quickly and accurately rather than having to track back through your memory and endless listings in spreadsheets. Did you want to add anything, Katie? I think it's more a general note. I think in law firms, I get the impression that interesting taxonomies went away for a while because there was a sense that maybe other technology was going to solve those issues without having to do the hard work of creating one. Um, but I think, you know, it's becoming clear at taxonomies and the wider issue of data governance and data control are like absolutely foundational to making these things work. At the end of the day, you can't leverage data that you can't make sense of. That's interesting. Thank you for sharing that that explanation of taxonomy. It's it's difficult to know how to explain it sometimes. That was a, a great explanation and, and examples of how it comes together. Alice, you mentioned the ICAW taxonomy project. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and the, the lessons you learned there that law firms perhaps can benefit from? Yeah, sure. The ICAW taxonomy involved really sort of starting from scratch and building a taxonomy alongside subject matter experts, particularly on tax and accountancy. The system that we used was SmartLogic Semaphore, and we wanted something that could be used by people who 
were editing content but didn't necessarily have a deep knowledge of the subject. So auto classification was really key for us. So we created auto classification rules once we built the taxonomy and then the taxonomy was implemented in systems and primarily the corporate website. So that was really the project phase, getting all that up and running. And then we moved from the project phase to business as usual because the taxonomy was constantly changing. So it needed work on the taxonomy itself and also the rules, um, updating the rules and also testing the taxonomy every time the content management system was updated, which was actually quite often. Just to pick out some perhaps some lessons learned, I'm going to look at some successes and then some challenges. The auto classification, I felt, was a real success. It was really interesting to work on. The accuracy was good against the classification rules and it really improved over time. So that was very satisfying to see. So as synonyms were added and the rules were refined, the auto classification results improved. And that meant that editors adding content to the content management system didn't need to know a lot about the subject. And the tagging was really consistent. Another success about it, it was really integral to how the website worked. So the content classified by the taxonomy was automatically added to relevant pages on the website. So that meant that there wasn't so much need for manual website updating and the content was always up to date. So as soon as something was added, it went to the right place on the website. So I think my lesson learned from that is to really have a clear aim for the taxonomy because we knew at the beginning we wanted to use it to update content on the website. And to have that aim in mind just really made that aspect of it successful. So with the challenges, um, technology is always a challenge. It was rewarding, but there was lots of trying and experimentation to work out sometimes why things didn't work or you got some strange error message. We did have some really good expertise within the organisation and within our third party supplier. Um, so I think really the lesson learned from that is just to be patient because it's not going to be right first time and you do need to keep the technical people on board. Another challenge was the change management. It was a very different way to doing things that the way that everyone had done them in the past. We certainly didn't get that right all the time. But again, I think the lesson learned for organisations and law firms is just to communicate and keep the stakeholders on board as much as you can. Finally, with the challenges, with the taxonomy checking and governance, that was a really ongoing thing. And the lesson learned, yes, in some ways, the taxonomy did make things more efficient, but it was also a new work stream. It made things better, but the new work stream needed support and resource constantly, even after the sort of project phase was finished. Those benefits and challenges sound like you had a great experience on the project that you could brought with you to Howard Kennedy. Can you both tell me a little bit more about Howard Kennedy's taxonomy journey? Yes, so I think a few years ago it became clear to me that one of the issues we had was around data. Various projects came up as part of the library or knowledge team would be asked to input in that and it just became clear to me that there wasn't enough consistency in language across all of those systems um, and a consensus I guess which is what was needed. In the end I think there are a number of factors that brought it together. 
I think enough projects came up at once. So, um, you know, as I was suggesting it, suddenly became clear that was the solution. Um, also, I think just generally it's becoming a bit more of a hot topic, like it's being talked a bit more about in the legal sector. So all of those things, I think, started more senior stakeholders seeing that, you know, perhaps this is something we want to think about. Um, we weren't really sure how to get started, though. Um, so I went out to my professional association and said, oh, anyone else who's started a taxonomy project? Do you know anyone? Can you advise anyone? And of course, someone put me in touch with you, CJ. Um, and I was very grateful for your advice. Um, and obviously, you came in and you helped us talk to our management committee about why this was something that we wanted to do. And then we came to the sort of point of, well, who's going to lead the project? Because although, you know, I have a background with some data systems sort of Taxonomy side of things was not really my speciality. Mostly I'd led on the inquiries and research and systems side. Um, so we talked about it and said, oh, do we know anybody who can help both on the library side? Because we're a relatively small team, but also with experience as a taxonomy. And I think my boss thought, well, you won't find somebody who's got both of those roles. And I said, well, it just so happens, actually, <laughs> that I know just the person. Um, and, you know, Alice came on board and, um, you know, that's where we've been able to make much more progress. And then um, Alice has been working with some particular teams, um, you know, where those issues had come up. And I think maybe she can talk a bit more about some examples of that. Yes, when I started last year, very quickly, the business development team, were they were really keen to get on board with the taxonomy and the discussions and everything that had gone on before and the situation that they were facing with all sorts of outdated lists, little taxonomies in different systems, describing similar concepts, but nothing kind of consistent and matching up with each other. They also had a very specific need for their credential spreadsheets. Um, so they had lots of different spreadsheets using these different kind of vocabularies. And also they could see the potential for using the taxonomy or descriptions in other systems. So, for example, CRM and matter descriptions. So they had already decided that they had some specific requirements for where they needed taxonomy. So they wanted some help with various categories of information. They wanted some help on lists of countries and jurisdictions. They wanted to re-look at the different sectors and the descriptions of sectors that they had and could really see the potential for using those in CRM as well. And also they had very specific requirements for work types. So I started working on those categories. Um, NOS Legal, we use their lists for the countries and jurisdictions. Um, we've worked together on creating a new sector list, and I'm working with the fee earners to get lists of work types and using their expertise to get to work up the work types to add to the taxonomy with the helpful structure and consistent labelling the taxonomy brings. Can I just ask, what is NOS Legal and, and uh, why did you decide to use it? So I mean, there's a lot of different taxonomies already in existence. You don't always need to start from scratch with a project like this. Um, NOS Legal is the brainchild of Graham Johnson. He's a former partner at Herbert Smith Freehills. Um, it's an open source taxonomy project, but there's lots of different major law firms and technology companies supporting this work. And there's like a series of different working groups and it is looking to create sort of high-level taxonomy of legal terms across the industry um, to help with that kind of consistency. 
Um, we became involved in the project in 2022, and it's been really great to have collaboration with people in similar roles in other firms, see how they're tackling things, and really still reassured that they're facing some of the same challenges as us. Specifically, I was part of the legal process and design group, um, and that was looking more at ways of how you go about starting a project and then the processes required. And we're taking that one step forward now. Um, and I'm sharing a continuation group that's a little more closely at the challenges around implementation. And some of the things we're going to be looking at are like different business needs and how you meet those conflicting needs. Um, and also the issue of what kind of software you use to house a taxonomy and um, how you take that forward. And a little bit about how the taxonomy is constructed, which I found really useful. It's very specifically a very practical taxonomy, which is to describe the sort of work that law firms do, which is really reflects what we're trying to do at Howard Kennedy. And I found that really useful, just kind of thinking behind how you can divide things up into the different categories. And it's been so useful having that full list of jurisdictions, which NOS Legal updates that we've been able to just take on board and use straight away. And I've also found it so useful going to the NOS Legal community and Graham Johnson in particular, just to sort of talk through some different classification and categorization issues that we're having. So it's been really great. Amazing. It's great to hear there's a there's a community and a and a support mechanism around it. And it's it's always nice to hear about new standard taxonomies that we can all make use of. I want to pick up if I can on something you mentioned earlier, and it's about stakeholders and how do you get them to buy into your taxonomy project? I like to joke that I wore them down in the end, <laughs> using all those different factors. Um, but I think now senior stakeholders are on board. The next job is reselling it to the wider business. Obviously, it helps to have someone like you come along, CJ, and talk from an objective perspective. It wasn't just coming from me. This is something that's affecting more of the legal industry, and this is why it's important to you. Um, and it also, you know, something that just becomes obvious. I do think sometimes some projects just succeed because it's at the right point in time. It's the right people, the right set of circumstances. Maybe, you know, the right set of things have gone wrong that mean you need to find something to fix those problems. Um, and, you know, I think some of all of those things are things that happen. Um, we do our best to say it to everyone, you know, whenever anything comes up that maybe mentions data or how we organise things, taxonomy is mentioned again and again. Um, some of the things that we're doing are going to include holding some workshops um, to educate the earners um, and also get their views on the taxonomy. Um, we're going to send out a newsletter shortly across the firms to talk about the project so far. And, you know, we're working with BD to kind of raise our profile across the firm and explain why the project's so important. Brilliant. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to be um, slightly cheeky and jump tracks, Katie, because I know you have thoughts on this topic, but... How do you think AI fits into this picture? Yeah, I think I've developed a slight reputation as being a bit of a cynic about AI, but I actually couldn't be further from the truth. As I said, I've always had systems roles. I'm actually really interested in the future of technology. Um, I am quite excited about the things things like ChatGPT can do, but I, maybe I was one of the few people who wasn't as surprised about it. I think maybe what did surprise me about the way that hype suddenly built was how, you know, there's been people who have been working on this kind of thing for years. And I said this the other day to a rather large vendor who I know are working on this. I said, is it frustrating to you that you spent all this time in the background working on things towards AI, depending on how you want to define that? 
Um, but all of a sudden, ChatGPT comes along and out. The whole world has had an interest in it. I mean, if it's somebody that's been like slogging away on this for years, um, and I've always seen this as part of the future. Um, but again, I think a combination of factors made that happen. I think what people do need to understand, though, is that for AI to really work, it does have to sit across structured data. Otherwise, you do have those issues that come up around hallucinations and, you know, possibly feeding into inaccurate information. You know, if, you, if it's looking across the whole the web, people can put anything up there. It doesn't mean it's coming from a reputable source. So structured data is really important. And what's the best way to create structured data? Have a taxonomy. So uh, that, that's how I see it fitting together. So Alice, how do you see AI being able to help with classification? I'm really excited about what AI can do to help with classification. Um, as I've mentioned with the ICAW taxonomy project, a lot of the work that we did was around auto classification. And that was really fun and really rewarding. But it seems to me now I've done as kind of looked a bit at what things like ChatGPT can do with classification there's a lot of potential for AI to really help in this area because it's so good at learning and analyzing patterns from labeled examples and applying those to new data which is kind of really what you want to do when you create a taxonomy also there's the potential for classifying images and spoken words which is really difficult with an auto classification which is based on textual rules so I've done some experiments of my own just looking at chat GPT and how it works with just lists of information and how it can organise them and just that's really exciting and also I'm very interested in how providers are working to harness this technology. So I know that we're coming to the end of our conversation because time as always is against us so Alice I'm going to ask what's your kind of final thought on law firm taxonomies? As we've said before I'm new to law firms and that side of taxonomy but it seems to me there's a lot of interesting developments and communities going on so there's a lot of discussion about it and there's a lot of chances to, for people to compare their experiences. It's also an opportunity to move away from individuals and silos to consistently label information across a firm that will really deliver improved data analysis and efficiencies and I think it's important to remember that the technical side of it is really just one aspect. You can build the technology, build the taxonomy, but it's the culture change and getting people to buy in that's really important. That's great. Thank you. And Katie, what's your final thought on data in law firms? Well, as you may have gathered, I think data is one of our most important assets because really that's the building block for, you know, creating knowledge and creating um, analysis that can lead to you know, building strategy. Um, I think it's worth saying though that you know even once you've created your perfect taxonomy, like Alice says, it's not a complete process. It's something that needs ongoing maintenance. So thinking around data governance, having people take ownership of that, I think is just equally as important as well. Those are great points from both of you. Thank you so much for joining this episode. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thanks, Thank CJ. you. Thank you for joining me for this Law Firm Data Governance podcast episode. I had a great time chatting with Alice and Katie, and I learned a lot about their taxonomy project and its link to data governance. It was brilliant to hear a real example of the not legal taxonomy being used at a law firm. And Katie's thoughts about AI were really insightful. It was interesting to hear a different perspective on law firm and AI for once. 
If you like this episode, please share, like and review it so that more law firm leaders can learn about data governance and how to manage data in law firms effectively. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of this season's data conversations with law firm data thought leaders. Or head over to ironcarrot.com to get in touch with your questions and ideas for future episodes. 